Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Should I open my relationship? I am here with expert Brandon Patrick, who (laughs) most of us know, especially if you've been with me and Brandon on the betrayed, the addicted and the expert. And so it's good to be with you again. We had to, you know, catch up. It's been a minute. for us. Um, but Brandon is the expert. He is in this world and helping men and women heal after their relationships have had breaches of trust. And so I couldn't help, but think of a better topic with Brandon than one that's, that's showing up in my world of women who've been betrayed. And then also women who haven't been betrayed, who are considering this option in their relationship. And I'll be super honest, Brandon, it, I want to understand it because I don't understand it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why you're here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I want to help others too. So, um, first off, can you just like, how are you? <laughs> what uh, yeah. is new with Brandon? The I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing good. Life is good. Keeps moving. You know, it, it just seems to fly by, but everything's good. Uh, therapy Utah's do, going really well. And, um, we're doing our retreats and life is good. And so tell me about the retreats and you have therapy brothers podcast. Uh-huh. We have, well, it's technically called real talk recovery and oh, right. Yeah. And it, Sorry. it used to be the therapy brothers, <laughs> but it's real talk we recovery. Still call it that. <laughs> it's real talk recovery with the therapy brothers. Right. Okay. okay. Um, so we got that and we run our rising sun retreat, which is our men's retreat in September and our women's retreat in March. So, Hmm. um, yeah, it's awesome. We do some crazy stuff. It's really, yeah. (laughs) So we have a lot of fun with that and yeah, everything's I'm busy, Ashlyn. So still moving forward. You're busy helping the world. I guess so. Yes. That's what happens when you're the expert. (laughs) I've seen you in the depths of, of it all. And and to see you kind of removed from it now, quite mm-hmm. a ways. I mean, it's not too far, but a ways. Right. Um, with a lot of light in your eyes and hope and moving forward and continuing to help people and do good. And it's just really awesome to yeah. see Ashlyn. So just Thanks. keep it up. Yeah. You're just doing what I would have expected you to do. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this is showing up some in your world too, I asked. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I really do. I have, um, I have couples who are coming to me who, you know, most of the people who are following me here on the podcast or in my social media know that I had a relationship that had that breach of trust Uh and, um, infidelity type of thing. So to, to have that come into my world, uh, it never did, but I'm having those, those same girls with the same experience saying now this is an option. So you're talking, you're talking about like, they've been cheated on or they've been betrayed. They've been hurt. They're down the road a little ways. Yeah. And the, the partner is coming back and saying, one thing that will fix this is if we can open up our relationship. Yeah. Like and, this seems to feel like this would be the solution 
so that I don't cause you pain yeah. and that I can get my needs fulfilled and possibly you get your needs fulfilled. Okay. And, and then you hear like, we can't fulfill all of our partner's needs. Right. And so then mm-hmm. there's just, there's a lot of information out there. And truthfully, let's see, I Googled, <laughs> where is it? Cause I'm like, I don't understand. I want to understand. Um, should I open my relationship? And it says often when we hear this, we think, oh, it's just giving permission for your partner to cheat, which is totally where my brain goes. Um, but it says open relationships grant both of you, the freedom to pursue other people in a way that's based in mutual respect and open communication. So, (laughs) so there's a, there's a lot of complexities here, Ashlyn, and hopefully as people listen, they can listen all the way through so that they can understand kind of what, where I'm going and what we're talking about here. Okay. Um, so where do we begin? (laughs) Um, when, when there's been a breach of trust and there's, there's some real shattered trust in the relationship, um, and somebody comes and says, I think the answer is to open the relationship that in, in my opinion, that's the opposite direction to go in. And I'm not saying you shouldn't open the relationship, but that's not going to fix the problem. Mm. It's going to actually exacerbate the problem. And this, this is why, like if I, Ashton, if I broke my leg and let's say I, I broke my leg pretty badly and my partner came to me and said, Hey, like you need to go run a hundred miler, like in the mountains, <laughs> you know, that'll make it better because here's the deal. Like something's broken. There, there is, there is pain there and I need some time and space to heal from that pain before I can navigate something really, really difficult and really, really hard in a relationship. And so for my partner to come to me right then and say, hey, I wanna go have sex with more people than just you, right? Or, or whatever. Um, that, I think, I think you need to give your partner a little time to really, truly heal before, before you even start talking about that, thinking about that, even going there at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that is one of the number one things that I'm seeing is they haven't quite healed the betrayal part Yeah, and and they're jumping in. And I cannot imagine after experiencing my own healing from betrayal, trying to also open my mind to something that sounds so scary. Right. Like, right. It sounds so close, closely connected to the pain. Right. That right. to me, I'm like, my mind is blown. How how does this make sense? Well, so so here's the thing, Ashlyn. Believe it or not, some swingers have great relationships, like very solid, healthy relationships. Okay. But the the foundation of that relationship is very strong, very much in play, so that they can engage in behaviors like that, right? And, and so there's trust, there's transparency, there's openness. And if you take somebody who has, who has used dishonesty, manipulation, gaslighting, all those things to justify an affair, mm-hmm. and, that, and they're coming to you and saying, hey, I want to have affairs. Um, it's really, that, that foundation is not there to support a relationship like that, right? And so, and, and, and the the betrayal trauma aspects for the 
partner can really come into play of feeling like, well, maybe I need to do this, you know, maybe it's the right thing to do, or I'm going to go against my gut and against my boundaries and give into this because I don't want him to resent me or he'll act out anyways. Uh, he'll, he'll act out, he'll have sex with someone else anyways. Right. And so it, it t- can send her into a tailspin. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly what you said, the healing needs to be there first before any type of conversation like this um, should, should be happening. And I think the, the partner who's proposing the idea needs to really check with themselves as to what their motivations are. Are they really coming and saying this because they're trying to do it for their partner? Or is there other motives at play as well, right? Like, you know, having free reign, for example, mm-hmm. and not really wanting to be in a faithful uh, relation, fidelity in, in the relationship. Um, and if, if, if that's the motivation, then own that. Be honest with that, mm-hmm. right? Rather than try to say, I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to help you, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that making sense? I think so. Um, and I, to me, I'm hearing you say it's, it's exactly what we all want. I just want it to know your truth. I want you to speak and live your truth, even if it hurts. So yeah. if your truth is, I just want multiple partners or I want multiple ways of connection, own it. Right. Um, and if I'm scared and that makes me feel some rejection or fear or more betrayal, I need to be honest with that. Right. And then I need to decide what I'm going to do with that for me but at least I have the honesty from you. Yeah. Right. On both um, sides. Yeah. Rather than having from you, you trying to talk me into it or justify it or get me to stay even, even if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's the problem is, mm-hmm. is when there's that manipulative part, part to it. Yeah. And so I've had, um, I've had girls who've come to my groups and they're in that process of healing betrayal and then considering opening the relationship. And, and most of us who've gone through betrayal and the people, the women that you get to help, and then they don't know who they are, right? We've lost who we are. We've lost our voice and the trust in ourselves. And so it's already confusing. Like, I don't know if I should go forward with this because I don't even know how to trust myself anymore or what my core values are, or does this feel icky or am I just coming from my trauma? It's really muddy. I feel like, um, so I've had gals in group who have, who've said, okay, I'm going to do this because if it means I can save the relationship and his needs are met, the problem here is, are they sacrificing themselves and their truths? So that's, that's where they came back is, is it was regret. Yeah, and because um, they weren't being honest with themselves and empowered to stand on those yeah. truths because it was so scary because of the consequences of it. Right. And so I'm looking at it going, okay, um, for me, I'm still, I'm finding new pieces of me and I'm so far in this journey of healing from betrayal and then to like open up, okay, even, so there's this sheet from Sex with Emily. She has her, her podcast mm-hmm. and it's called Yes, No, Maybe. And it's just a bunch of different things, uh, like your sexual template, basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you go through with your partner. And so for me to go through that now versus maybe eight years ago is kind of different because I'm more honest now. Right. 
Right. And, and I might only have two no's on there, but maybe eight years ago I had 20 no's right. because it was scary and right. I wasn't, I wasn't safe enough for myself to be honest. Right. Right. And so for me, I'm like, I don't even have, <laughs> I don't have that in the mix of my world. And I'm still trying to figure out all of the pieces of me. I can't imagine trying to jump into that and not even know my template or who I am or how to, right. to trust, am I safe or, or speaking up enough to say, this feels icky, even though I said, yes, I'm, I'm backing out right now. Right. 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 Um, it's interesting, Ashton. So like if my wife came to me and said, Hey, I want to open up our relationship and there, there hasn't been betrayal between us. Um, I would hope that I could say, tell me more. I want to understand mm-hmm. you. Um, I thank you for being honest with me. I appreciate you really talking about this and really validate her and hear her, but then also let her know like, and this is a reality for me. If she opened up, if she wanted to open up the relationship and was determined to do that, I couldn't stay in a, in an intimate sexual relationship with her because that doesn't fit for me, mm-hmm. um, with my, with, with who I am and, and having that type of relationship with her. Could I love her through the process? Would I be hurt that we end up splitting because of that? That would be hard. Um, but my point is, is I, I think where you're going with this when you're talking about that list with sex with Emily, mm-hmm. um, this really comes to, to a discussion about sexual compatibility and navigating that in a relationship. And I think, um, I think we, we, we get it so wrong where, where it's like, look, you know, you're supposed to get married um, and then you're supposed to have missionary sex like, you know, <laughs> once every other day and you both enjoy it and you orgasm and that's that and yeah. you're done and that's that, right? Yeah. And, 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 any, <laughs> and any deviation from there is, is sinful, disgusting, mm, problematic scary. and scary and wrong. And that's not how it works, is we all have our own, our own template, our own arousal template. We're all a little different. And, you know, some partners, some people have partners with same-sex attraction. Some people have partners who, who want to cross-dress. Some people have partners who want multiple partners. Some people, and, and so, so compatibility in a healthy relationship is, for both partners to go as far and as deep as they possibly can with who they are as sexual beings, and then saying, okay, how can we navigate this within our relationship so that we're honoring and respecting each other and each other's boundaries, but still feeling safe enough to be, to be us, right? Mm. And, and so the problem when you, when you throw betrayal in the mix of that, mm-hmm. it really muddies the waters of going that deep and that intimate with a partner of having those real vulnerable, beautiful, wonderful discussions and interactions with a partner. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting because I'm listening going, oh man, like Brandon, when you met me, there's no way I would be even considering like trying to understand this world. Um, it was it, everything you just said. It's too scary. It I remember you wrong. didn't even talk about sex that much no. when we first started the podcast. Yeah. Like so many walls up so many mm-hmm. walls. And so I guess I'm, I'm feeling my younger 
Ashlyn and, and hearing you say that, like, that sounds really easy and ideal that I could show up for my partner that way. And that I could have this really connected and open thing that I'm like, also, I know that there are people doing these things and having success and it kind of still blows my mind. Right. Um, And it doesn't, it's, I love the um, phrase I've heard, which is I cannot yuck someone's yum. You know, if that is something that is yummy to someone else, but it's icky and yucky to me, I'm shaming them right? by, by judging. Right. Right. And I definitely caught myself doing that over the years. And so, right. uh, Yes. (laughs) And and you throw kind of this morality in it at them and tell them, nope, you have that on your template. You are bad. You're wrong. This is disgusting. Now it doesn't mean that if you accept that and you honor that, that you have to engage in those behaviors with a partner. And I think that's where unhealthy attachment can really wreak havoc in a relationship because it's like, I don't know where you stop and I begin. And if you Mm -hmm. have these on your template, what does that mean for me? And what do I got to do? And But when you're really grounded and and you know who you are and you have that healthy attachment, then, then you can you can understand your partner so much better and, mm-hmm. and navigate with them so much better. And, and truly what you are, are saying when a partner with your wife came to you and said, let's open the marriage and you respond in such a healthy way, like, tell me more. And I'm so glad you feel safe enough to bring this up. That's ideal. We all want to respond like that when right. something really uncomfortable comes up. Do we? Not always, right? No. Uh, and would I respond exactly that way? Probably not, You'd but I would want shocked, to. Yeah. I want to. I want to show up as that safe space of like, and it, for me, it's usually hindsight of like, oh, they were showing me that I was safe by by telling me this. And then I was showing them I'm not safe by being in my fear and you know, asking or putting words in their mouth rather than asking clarifying questions or exactly. I want to understand you. Um, I know from experience when the thing that scared me the most, when I actually asked the story behind the, the question, the, you know, like the desire, it was like, Oh, why did I build this up into this giant thing? Why didn't I just ask? Yeah. Tell me yeah. more. Yeah. And yeah. I remember seeing uh, Instagram real from you. That was a guy who said a client of yours who came in and said he wanted to be a porn star Mm -hmm. and just giving that permission to him was Uh enough for him to be like, "Eh." yeah, yeah. That's really into it. (laughs) Yeah. That happens in our relationships. Like if I can talk to my wife about my sexual fantasies and go there and like whatever they may be, it doesn't mean that she's like, you know, making plans for those to happen because they have to, because she better, because she's my partner. No, I'm just talking to her about who I am and what my fantasies are. And just that connection, that intimacy Mm -hmm. piece with her of talking about it might be enough for me where it's like, yeah, well, I don't actually want to go do that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like a fantasy inside of me. And I'm able to talk openly with my partner about it. And, and I feel feel safe and connected to and intimate and this is awesome. And now, no, I don't need to go do this thing that that guy didn't need to go become a porn star. Right. But he needed the freedom and permission to say, I can be me and I can be accepted and I don't necessarily have to act on it. Right. Which for me going through that list, of yes, no, maybe with my current 
partner to say like this, there are definite moments where that fear can jump in of like, oh, you have a yes and I have a maybe, or I have a no. Oh no. What does that mean? Right. Right. It means we're different, but it we means we're also... different. Let's <laughs> navigate this. Yeah, yeah. Like it really wasn't as hard as I thought, but in that in like very moment, it feels so big and scary. Right. Yes. Think Ashton, think of the way that we're, mo- that, that most of us are s- kind of sexualized and, and, and taught uh, is it's, it's sex is naughty. You know, even from an early age, you turn on a movie and it's like, uh-oh, here's the naughty part, you know, because it's the sexual part. And, you know, you start touching your privates and mom and dad say, uh-oh, don't like that. Uh-uh, yeah. that ugh, don't do that. Yikes. Um, and so from an early age, we're taught to go covert mm-hmm. and to not open up and to not be that honest about who we are as sexual beings. And that if we can hide it just enough, then we'll be lovable. And isn't that, isn't that, yeah, it's sad, huh? Just enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you find a partner who's like, hey, you don't have to hide it with me. Like, be open, talk to me about it. Um, Let's, let's explore who you are. And it doesn't mean that, that I will explore with my behaviors, but you can talk Mm -hmm. to me about it. Right. And, um, and by the way, Ashlyn, if both partners can do this, it will probably lead to some pretty amazing sex between the <laughs> two of you, right? Because you'll feel so connected to and so intimate. Um, but back to the original question, I know we're kind of go- going off here, but the, this is all fine and dandy and great and awesome what we're talking about. Um, there's a process of healing for betrayal. And that process is, it's a grieving process. It takes some time. It takes some trust rebuilding from the partner. Um, and you can't skip the process. So you can't go from, like, like my analogy with your broken leg, like you have to sit and do your physical therapy and take mm-hmm. care of that leg before you're trying to run a marathon again. And so, and, and to me, it's not being very patient and empathetic to your partner's pain. If you're, if you're proposing opening up your relationship as the solution to the betrayal that, that you've done in your relationship, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say there's no betrayal. I know I have those listeners here, but that sounds like something that's interesting. I looked on psychology today and it said one in 25 couples are living in this open relationship lifestyle right now in the USA, Okay, which I was kind of surprised. Like it's definitely out there. And the people that I do know, I would never guess, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't judge people by the way their relationship looks, why they're on social media or just in real life. And so if I'm in that situation, is the, I mean, would going to a therapist to help us figure that out before we jump into it? Like, are there steps to opening a relationship to make it safe? So maybe the success rate higher? Well, I I, I like, well, I'm obviously a big proponent for therapy. So yes, go into the therapy. But (laughs) the more, (laughs) yeah, the more you can solidify your ability to communicate effectively and to show up in your integrity in that relationship and to have healthy boundaries with each other, um, the more you're going to be geared up to 
to go wherever you need to go in terms of sexuality in your, your relationship, right? And so to really work on that founda- foundational work is, is key. And so you really want to gauge trust and safety. How safe am I feeling with you and with mm-hmm. my partner? Can we talk about hard things? Can we have healthy conflict? Um, can, we, can we be honest? And if all of those things are in place and that's going really well, then you can start to really go there. Does, okay. does that make sense, Ashley? And have those, I, what I look at as like the spoken agreement conversation saying, okay, we're going to, this is what it looks like for me. And we're agreeing to this and this is what it looks like for you. And this, and we're agreeing to this, um, mm-hmm. back the first of the year, I had a, a couple who was in a, an open relationship who they were just in my world. I'm not mentoring. Mm-hmm. I, they don't have the trail. They're just a partnership who was in an open relationship. And I got this message saying, you know, my partner has engaged with you without telling me. So now I'm feeling betrayed and we're breaking up, but they were in an open relationship. I just know what's going on, right? I'm on the out. So there's already dishonesty right in there. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe they never had those spoken agreements. I've Um, never seen open relationships work without some like real trust, obviously. Right. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So I think having, I mean, I'm having those conversations still in my dating relationship of what does this look like for you? And we have to spell it out in words out loud because my definition of whatever transparency or flirting or a relationship is different than even yours. Like we all have just different lenses and biases that we see the world. Yeah, I mean, if like fidelity in a relationship, I think is different for every person and every mm-hmm. relationship. And so, you know, and, and I, could, I come to my relationship with my definition of what that is. My wife comes with her definition. And it's not, we're not just talking about sex, sex, sex you know, we're yeah. talking about like, can you be good friends with your coworker who's, who's a man? Like, and what does good friends mean, you know? Um, are you flirting? Are you lovey-dovey? Are you boundary? Like, I mean, how does that look? And, and, and instead of her telling me what she thinks that I want to hear, what I would want her to tell me is what she thinks. Yeah. Like what is actual reality for her? And then I would say, oh, that, I guess that works for me, you know, or, or I don't know if that works for me. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that more. Um, so, so yeah, but uh, this, having I've those conversations. Had this, I've yeah. had this even with girlfriends. Of Just last weekend, I'm with a friend. A guy approaches us. No, neither of us are wearing wedding rings, but we're mm-hmm. both in relationships. She's married. I'm not. But the guy approaches us, gives her a compliment, and she engages with like a story. Like it was, she's just friendly and sweet. Right, right. And I'm over here going, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. You want to have like, a boundary here. I'm not yeah. interested. So I'm literally on my skates twirling in circles and they're <laughs> having this conversation with me and he starts to engage with me and I just, I'm short and yeah, you're sending, a, you're sending the message of I'm boundaried. I'm yeah, maybe bitchy, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I just don't come off as like, right, I'm, I'm not available. 
I, yes, I'm not super flirty. And, um, we, he skated off and she said, was I flirting with him? Because sometimes my partner says that I'm flirting, Mm -hmm. but I really just feel like I'm friendly. And I was like, yeah, that's so interesting because to me that was flirting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's my definition. Right. And I have a history of someone opening doors, walking right through them. Right. And so it's, it's to me, I'm like, red flag, red flag. Right. Um, But I also see them in their relationship and they're secure and they're, they show up. So I'm like, I, I want to understand. I love having these discussions with different people in my life because the definition of certain things is so broad and I don't know. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong, but I know what sits right with me. And that's all right. All I know. But who but better? To, who better? But Ashton, who better to flush this stuff out with than your committed partner or like the the person you're most intimate with, right? Like, um, maybe I don't I don't know the exact answer to certain things here. Yeah. But if I can talk about it and explore it and figure it out, then that that's really helpful. And if I can do it with you as my partner, then you know where I stand, and I'm getting a, a read where you stand. Right? Yeah. So. I'm thinking that this, this is a scary topic. I think for a lot of us, if we're not the one asking for it, mm-hmm. but I also just look at this and think it's any topic in our relationship, like the way that you're saying to approach it and to yes. just be open and soft and safe, but also knowing who we are and where we stand and speaking that I, I mean, that's every discussion we need to have with our there, partner. There's a vulnerability that has to exist that, so, so if I like, uh, this is what I see a lot, Ashlyn is, and I've even seen therapists set this up with couples is you go to your partner and you tell them, this is how it's going to be. Bam, bam, mm-hmm. bam, 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 bam. Right. And here's my boundaries. Boom. This is how it's going to be. I say boundaries with quotation marks because, <laughs> because, and, and it's like, okay, you have three seconds to notice someone of the opposite sex. And if you go to four mm-hmm. seconds, then, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. And the systems of fear and control like that uh, make it so that trust, it doesn't really get built. And so like, mm-hmm. there, because there's not that vulnerability of like, who am I as a sexual being? And, and I want to be able to be honest and talk openly rather than be caught in this system of fear and control. Mm-hmm. You're trying to force me into being what you need me to be and i'm trying to comply with that force that is that that's an a one up one down relationship that will never create trust in the relationship as opposed to what we've been talking about right ashlyn mm-hmm. which is like we both come to the table honest um we both come very um kind and curious about who each other are yeah. and then talk openly about that so yeah but betrayal does make it difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And so do the betrayal work first. Allow your partner to do her individual betrayal work first. And then and then start to engage more in these type of conversations that we're talking about. Yeah. And um it's out there. So it's scary, but I can I just add something um to be with a person who is deeply honest about all of like, oh, I'm attracted to that person or I'm, 
it's, it was a lot for me in the beginning because Mm. I wasn't used to someone who was openly sharing, not saying I want to go and do this behavior at all, but just like that person is beautiful. I love that. I was like, this is what Brandon always talked about with your relationship of being okay, that your partner is human and has attraction or all these things. But for me, I'm just realizing it's just the honesty. Right. Yes. It's just honesty. It is honesty. And it's not as scary. And it takes so much less energy for me to just hear him like, oh, this feels so different. And so it brings all of my fear and all of my worries down Mm -hmm. because trust there's transparency, honesty every day. Yep. I, I got, I'm thinking I, I got an email about two months ago. And it was this email from this woman. And she's like, she's like, I am no longer listening to you. Um, what you're preaching is of Satan. It's of the oh, devil. No. When you get married, you turn off your sexuality from any other person than the person that you marry. So you are not attracted to other people, period. <laughs> and it's, we want that, but it's not, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Well, and and so this this dogma that it 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 sets up this these lies in a relationship, and so like you know her husband would have to fake it and pretend like his sexuality is not even there mm-hmm. in order to be in a relationship with her, and think that that's what's actually building trust. When in in reality, it's backwards. What actually builds trust is what you just said, Ashlyn is being open, be, being transparent, being honest, and being vulnerable in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this. Um, I hope that everyone listened to the end. Um, just to be maybe a little more open or educated or to not yuck someone's yum. And yeah. I know there's plenty of statistics out there, whether you've had betrayal or not. And so I think for, for anyone considering opening a relationship, it's just be open, be honest, take your time, sit in it and And be honest with yourself as much as you're honest with your partner. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a quick decision. It's um, something to consider and even possibly head over to therapy, Utah and have a neutral party, help you navigate uh, those spoken agreements and decisions. So Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. And, Thanks, Ashlyn. Um, we'll, we'll be doing this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, inviting each other on each other's podcasts and back together here and there on the betrayed, the addicted and the expert. So awesome. More. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Ashlyn. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.